It's time for a new evolution in raising golfers, one that doesn't involve headaches, tears, or heading down the path of unknown. Whether you're trying to introduce children to the game of golf, help them play competitively, or play at a collegiate level, you're in the right place. This show is for any parent, player, or coach who wants to build a better team at home and on the golf course. This is the Raising Golfers Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Raising Golfers podcast. I'm recording here on Sunday afternoon. Just watched the final of the Open, Colin Marukawa. He is the champion golfer of the year. What an amazing journey he's been on, even since his junior golf career. So many cool things about this guy. I love his demeanor. He's a young guy. He's been around for a long time. I was rooting him on, along with some of the other guys, I was kind of hoping to see if Louis Oosthuizen could take it down as well, but it was a lot of fun watching that. I hope you got a chance to sit down and watch a little bit of golf with your family. Now today you've got some questions. So you want to get your child into golf. Questions you'd have are, how do you introduce them to the game? Should they take lessons? What clubs should you get them? Should you sign them up for tournaments? All these questions are racing through your head, which we're going to go through in just a moment. So I'm going to start with how to introduce them to the game. And I think the most important thing that you've got to be thinking and putting at the forefront of your mind is experiences first. And this is huge. And this is something I think about day in and day out when I'm planning my lessons and classes for either my beginner golfers or even for some of my preschool classes. And I'd also argue to say for my uh, adults who are just getting into the game or trying to or trying to refine the game. Having those positive experiences is what's going to keep anybody, regardless of age, wanting to come back to the game. So I wanna start with just kind of talking a little bit about the champion golfer of the year, Colin Morikawa. And you know, when he grew up, he grew up on a nine hole small golf course and the golf course actually didn't even have a driving range. So I want you to put that into perspective just because if you think about the majority of the lessons that are taught or the practice that is done for most golfers, whether you're an adult or even junior golfers, is done on the driving range. He grew up in a place where there wasn't a driving range that he went to regular, regularly. He was just out on the golf course and he would go play a lot of holes and he had to be really creative just learning golf on the golf course. And then when he started taking lessons from his coach, at the age of eight, which is the same coach he still has today, they were having all of their classes out on the golf course, and they would drop maybe five, ten balls, hit some different shots. His coach would let him play the hole how he would play it, and then his coach would say, okay, let's try to play this shot or this hole in this way, and then he would let him go on to the next hole and then try to use some of those tactics and skills, but still letting him use some of the creativity they already had. And you just kind of put that into perspective. I think if that was what his golf lessons looked like at the age of eight, where every single time he's out on the golf course and he was already enjoying the game, it must have been a lot of fun for him. You know, he wasn't sitting in one stationary place. He was moving through the course. He was having fun. I think that's probably a very good positive first experience for him. And he even mentioned before he got lessons It was a couple of years that he would kind of dabble into the game of golf. You know, he was still playing other sports, 
but he didn't take actual lessons from his golf coach until he really had a lot of enjoyment and interest in the game. So I'm going to talk about my recent experience with experiences first. So I'm going to go through a couple of them that have been really rewarding to hear and see from my students and from the parents of my students. So the first one's going to be the preschool classes. We have this character called Golfosaurus. I've mentioned this before on the podcast. And just yesterday, we had Golfosaurus's first birthday party. So we had these pinatas. We had hats for the kids. We had the the blow horns that you could blow in your mouth. They're so much fun. The kids love those. I put balloons on the green with the tee through the end of the balloon. And then the kids are putting and trying to hit the balloons. The atmosphere was absolutely epic. And it was so epic that the general manager of the golf course told me afterwards that people were coming in to the golf shop saying, how cool is that? That some kid gets to celebrate his birthday at the golf course in such a cool environment. But the funny thing was, it wasn't any of the kids' birthdays. It was just the character's birthday. And, you know, I, I've been kind of talking to my wife about this because the classes, the the actual coaching that goes on in the classes is very, very light, meaning all we've really talked about is just having some basic hold of the club. doesn't matter if it's hockey style or left hand low or right hand low or whatever, but as long as they're holding it in somewhat of a normal hold, then all they do is swing is just, we just say TikTok where it goes back and forward and it's just a really small swing and that's pretty much about it. And then anything else, whether it's been a chip shot or some kind of bigger swing, we just say one, two, show your shoe. And that's pretty much all it's been for the last few months. And, you know, I was asking my wife about it and I said, you know, it's interesting, you know, should I start trying to add in more and more educational points? And there are some things, you know, we do sit down and talk about some vocabulary and do some games with that. But, you know, as far as mechanics go, they're still so young. They're like, we have a couple two-year-olds, but mostly three, four and five-year-olds. And the families just keep coming back week in and week out for the classes. And I get text messages or emails from the parents and they're saying how much their kids are excited to come back for the next class. And so if I put that at the forefront thinking, you know, the experience that those kids are having, they may not even know that they're coming to play golf. But all they know is that this experience they have when they come to the golf course is something they remember. And I know for sure after yesterday's class, because I've already gotten feedback from the parents, that they're going to be ecstatic for coming back for the next class because they just had this epic birthday party celebrated for the character that we've been using, not even any of the children that have been coming to the classes. And so I just think those experiences are so important. And even at, especially at a very young age, when they're just getting introduced to the game at a very, very, very young age. I've also had the pleasure of teaching three complete beginners. There was three girls, they were aged 8, 12, and 14. And there was two of them were sisters, and one of them was a friend. They never played golf, and they came five days in a row last week for golf classes, and their grandfather was the one that got them into to sign up for these classes. And by day three, the girls came up to me and they said, you know, this is so much fun. You know, my favorite sport was soccer, basketball, and I always thought golf was boring, but they were saying, you know, I think golf might be my new favorite sport. And for me, you know, I would teach them. And again, I was teaching them lightly and I was teaching them more than I was teaching them, the the preschool kids. But 
teach them very lightly and just give them a lot of tasks and then a lot of games to reinforce some of the skills that I was teaching. And they were having an absolute ball. And again, they were having an amazing first experience with the golf lessons and just with golf generally. So now the plan is that they want to come back. And one of the girls has signed up for my Operation 36 group class already. She's starting next Thursday. And, you know, she's basically starting to fully commit into the game. And the other two plan to start doing other classes with me as well. And the grandfather afterwards, he couldn't thank me enough. And it was it was very kind of him to give me so many kind words and positive feedback. But what he got out of it was that all three of the girls, two of them were his granddaughters, are now ecstatic about a game that he loves. And now at home, they're telling their grandfather that they want to go back to the golf course, which is something he loves. So no matter you know what their skill is at after a week of golf classes, it doesn't matter. What they had was a very, very good first experience into the game that then is getting them saying, hey, I want to come back to the golf course. So I think our job as adults, whether you're a parent or a grandparent or a coach, is that we have to keep those experiences staying positive the entire time. So we can't just give them one good experience and then just and then just jump into let's give them professional golf instruction. Let's make sure their swing is perfect. No, I think we need to keep those experiences going for quite some time until they get to a certain stage where they think golf is something they might want to take more seriously. It's golf is something that they want to personally improve in so that they can see some better results. But that only comes when they say that's what they want to do. Until then, I think the experiences need to be at the forefront. Now, I've also been doing a lot of summer camps, and I think the summer camp schedule that we have right now is pretty much fail-proof. You know, every every week, every single day, we put safety at the forefront of the class, and we say that safety is the most important thing, then we're going to have a lot of fun, and then we're going to learn some new skills, and we do things in that order. Now, in the back of my mind, I'm putting that experience again at the very front, but I don't have to let the kids know that. So now we've done three weeks of summer camps and the parents have been coming up to me. And some of the feedback was one mom came up to me. She said, we didn't know golf could be this fun. And she said, can we sign up again next week? You know, and I said, you know, unfortunately, every week this summer is completely sold out. And we have waiting lists. Now, of course, we'd like them to continue the golf journey. And I let them know about some of the other options they can have. But it's so rewarding to hear that from families. You know, it's almost like you've shocked them because the experience was so good for their children in a game that they didn't think they could have such a positive experience in. And now they're just itching to come back. And I think that's what we need to do to get children into the game of golf and keep them into the game of golf. Now, the last thing I would say is, is you have to adapt some sort of course play. So my recommendation for that, for getting children into the game of golf is make the holes short. Or if they're a little bit older and you don't want to keep, you don't want the holes to be short and they want to hit some drivers, I think it's okay. But do what Rory McIlroy's dad did and just make the par levels much higher. So instead of it being a par three, maybe make it into a par eight. And then you're giving them chances to make pars and birdies if they can understand that concept. And that will give them, you know, a lot of excitement into the game. The next question you have is, 
you know, should my children take lessons right away? Well, my answer is they should, but they should start with group lessons. And I think the environment, the community, and again, those experiences that they're going to have in a group setting is going to be so much better than in a one-on-one setting. You know, for my profession, I would say from the beginning, a huge percentage of my coaching was one-on-one. And I still do a lot of one-on-one coaching, but I don't think it's the place to start for a child. And I don't think it's something that a child has to race into so quickly. So keep them, I would say, start them in group lessons, keep them in group lessons, and then slowly start to add in individual lessons as they get older and they want to really improve their game. I want to talk about that and talk about that want a little bit, because I don't think children know what it takes to get better, although they all want to improve. So once they find that balance between want and willpower, then get them into individual lessons. And then I'd say once they're in their teens, they will slowly want more and more one-on-one time with the coach because that will match up more with their goals of wanting to improve or get into college golf or make the high school golf team. And I think that's okay. But again, it's got to come from them. That's for sure. Now, clubs, I would recommend... If you're getting your child into the game of golf, I would borrow some clubs. I mean, every single golf course has a ton of used golf clubs that they can loan you. I would loan, I would borrow clubs from the club first and then wait and see if this is something that they want to do. And then if it is, I would make sure you get them clubs that are fit for them. So for children under the age of 12, I'd recommend U.S. Kids Golf Clubs. I've been a big fan of theirs since the beginning. And I think just the product that they make is very high quality. It allows the child to get the ball up into the air. And I think from a price point perspective to quality perspective, it's really tough to beat out there. If you have toddlers, they also offer the Yard Club. It's a great club for both hitting foam balls and real balls. It's a club that I got my oldest son two years ago, and he's still using the same club. Well, sorry, he's using the same length club of the yard club. He's broken two of them just because he's used it so much. And um, a couple times I had my back to him and he hit a few foreign objects and that didn't help. But they are very durable and uh, they're great clubs and they should last a long time if they're strictly just hitting golf balls and foam balls. Now the last one would be is, you know, should you get your children into tournaments? And this is a question that I get all the time from parents and my answer has changed over time as well. So I would say when a child is ready to join a golf tournament, it is when they come to you and ask and say, hey, can I join a golf tournament or can I play in this local tournament? I think that's the moment we can get them into tournaments or at least introduce them into tournament play. Just because sometimes I think the understanding of the competition and the competition being fierce it might be a little bit too much pressure for where they're at and actually what they actually really want if we are the ones pushing them to it as adults. So I would wait for them to come to you and say that they want to play in some tournaments. Other easy ways to ease them into tournament play, you can get them to join a PGA Junior League. You could also have them join what I'm coaching is the Operation 36 programs. We call them nine-hole events. They're not tournaments. We call them nine-hole events where they're out there playing nine holes. There is some score around it, but it's very, very low pressure. And then 
A big tip for me for adults, and this is both coaches and parents, is when you're going out to watch them on the golf course, we have to let them know what we're out there watching. And I made them this mistake up until just about a month ago, where I realized that I think students of mine felt quite pressured when I was coming out on the golf course to watch them. And the reason why was, is I was coming out just to watch them, just to see how much fun they were having and encourage them. And that was it. The only problem was, is I think they thought I was coming out to watch them just to see if they were doing what I taught them in their golf lessons or things that I had taught them in the group classes. And I think that made sometimes made them sometimes a little bit nervous or a little bit tense. So now, but when they tee off and I, I tell them I'm going to come out on the golf course, I tell them why I'm coming out and it puts them at ease and I see big smiles on their faces when I come out and they run up to me and I think it's, it's, it's been very helpful. So as a recommendation, if your child is starting to play in tournaments, praise their effort, let them make mistakes and fail, and teach them some quality life lessons around those experiences that they're having in tournament play. So if I could conclude how to get my child into golf, I would say push them into having positive experiences for the first number of years. Then you will see them come around and ask how to get better or drag you to the course so that you so that they can practice and play. And then you know that they have a lot of drive to want to play the game of golf because they enjoy it and also want to get better because it's something that's coming from them internally. You have to be their biggest cheerleader along the way, and you also have to be their biggest coach along the way as well. As adults, especially parents, we are children's biggest role models. And if we can encourage them and believe in them throughout the process and let them know that we do believe in them and love watching them play, I think they will thrive for a lifetime. Thanks so much for coming back on the podcast. I really appreciate you listening in. If you haven't already, give this podcast a like and subscribe in apple podcasts if you could leave a review i'd greatly appreciate it and you can also follow the podcast on instagram and on facebook and give us any feed and give me any feedback that you have thank you again for tuning in and look forward to having you back here on the podcast next week